how are you, brother? Yeah, good, man. Pretty fucking wired at the moment, to be honest. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm down in Canberra. My, my grandfather got awarded the uh, Silver Star today after 50-something years of um, waiting for it. He died in Vietnam, so we're just down here. It's a bit of a, a, bit of a funny thing. But, yeah, this, this project has got me on very little sleep for a very long time now, seven days a week, just crypto world, man. It's intense. Yeah. Uh, I know the feeling a little bit, but probably not anywhere near to the extent that uh, that you're experiencing it. But, um, Jamie, who we're just talk- talking to, is down there in Canberra as well. So, um, yeah, I don't know feel how long you're down there for, but um, he's a, he's a good man. Um, so, how, how did you how did it come across that you know how do you get started on uh, building an NFT project? Where did this idea come from? And you know, tell me a bit about the journey so far. Yeah, I um. So I got into crypto a couple of years back. Um, I sold my house. One of the only people to, to sell my unit um, and lose money in the last however many years. We'll have enough <laughs> um, conversations, yeah. Yeah. Um, and you were you were one person saying, get out of the property market. And, um, and I actually... I got out for for quite a few reasons, but I sunk all the money in crypto, um, all of it. Um, and yeah, I had a mate who was into Bitcoin and XRP at the time, and he just sort of it's like you should check out Bitcoin, and and I went down the rabbit hole, and I just fell in love with the I think it's the greatest hero's tale um, ever told. I think that's that's part of crypto that people don't really talk about enough. It's it's like it's it's like the best Marvel movie ever. I fucking love it, and and I, I went down the rabbit hole and I just didn't stop. I became obsessed. I, I'm I'm pretty ADHD, and when I get an obsession, it's kind of endless. And and that was it. Started with a few hours a day, and then you know some days it's twenty. Um, and I just learned and learned and learned, and I went from you know five k to ten k to my entire um, net worth. Everything is in crypto. I've got my super in crypto. I've got. Um, I own uh, digital land. I, um, you know, I do it all. Um, and now an NFT in project. sandbox or Decentraland? Yeah, no sandbox. Yeah, I, I hopped into Decentraland fairly early. I just really didn't like it. And I think, you know, if I was going to buy land, I, I only I bought it in January. But I mean, that's that was a pretty good time to buy. Um, I was lucky to buy sand. The, the currency, um, you know, that nearly 200x for me at one stage. I was, I was, you know, really lucky with that move, and and um, unfortunately didn't put um, as much as I would have liked to in it. But um, yeah, I've done, I've done sort of, I've done quite well so far with, with crypto, and I and I think probably everyone who, who you've got that's into it is probably hoping that we all do um, a little bit better. My intention is to is to jump out when I've done quite a bit better, but. Um, yeah, look, I, I it's it's hard because you know we live in this in this world where we're so wary of of the, um, the the troubles that this digital life can cause, and I'm definitely falling victim to it whilst trying to build an NFT project. Uh, but it's one of those things you got to you got to try and find the balance with this emerging tech and and how you can use it for good. Uh, because it'll definitely be used for evil. Um, I truly believe that. It already is. Uh, and so being kind of ahead of it and looking at ways that you can do it healthily, I think is important. But the the NFT project just came from me, the natural progression from from crypto and trading and moving into NFTs and, and buying um, uh, different NFTs and land. Um, I've got quite a good bag of um, Rumble Kongs, which are killing it right now, which are a, um, really fantastic community doing, you know, uh, one of the first kind of sports plays, sports games plays, esports. Um, yeah, so I've done sort of sort of well with NFTs. And last time I was on here talking to you was was about equal playing field, which is still my still my my gig working overseas, trying to um, trying to help communities in Papua New Guinea. Uh, and I thought, again, we always run into this issue of like funding. You're always putting your hand out for funding from. Australian government and the fucking winds change, political winds change, and all of a sudden no one wants to fund shit in, in certain provinces. And I was like, fuck it, we could do a mad NFT project. It was when everything was popping. You could drop any NFT project and it was all going to sell out. Um, 
uh, now you, you move forward a couple of months, just like everything in crypto, everything's changed. You can't just roll out a 10K project now. Um, you've got to do something something really special. So I, I reached out to a mate. I've got a mate who's, a, who's like a prodigious talent. He's, he's like a hermetic dude. He, he sits in front of his computer, but he's like one of the, just this world-class um, FX artist. And I was knocking on his door, like, let's make something, let's make something. We've been making music and shit since we were 15. Um, and he's like, Ethereum's bad for the environment. I can't, like, I'm not going to do it. And I was like, layer twos, you know, different chains. Like I was talking all this um, all this stuff to him and trying to educate him um, that you can do it a lot better and, and, and it's happening a lot better. Um, and finally, eventually um, got him to come over just by saying, I'm going to buy you out. So I just bought him out and I just invested in the idea. Um, and the idea is based around the story I wrote for my kids. When I when I ran, I did that Kokoda in a Day um, challenge, it ran 104 kilometres, six and a half thousand metres elevation a little over a year ago um, to raise money again for Equal Playing Field. Um, I, I learned all these trails in the mountains and amazing shit, just beautiful. This mountain I grew up, Mount Kira, you know where I'm talking about. Yeah, um, yeah. And I wanted them to explore up there. So I wrote this like fantasy story and I, and I hid it in a little parchment scroll and put it in uh, the attic and pretended it was from my ancestors, you know, and it was, they, were, they were talking to their descendants saying, you know, I've heard all these stories and, so they used it like a map and we did like a 17K um, walk around around the trails. And my daughter was seven or six at the time. Um, and it just emerged from that. Alice kept asking me questions at bedtime and I just kept like telling the next bit of the story. And I've, I wrote this massive fantasy saga that started as a kid's story. It's way too dark now to be a kid's story. Um, and I just took that to my mate and I was like, let's make this shit. And he's just been making like, I mean, you would have seen some of the art. It's just, it's just bullshit good. Um, super proud of it. It's, it's going to be four, essentially four drops in one. We, we, we've made four like independent collections, and they're kind of rolled into um, the one sort of Genesis collection. And, and the hope is to, to do something really big and, and fucking ambitious. Um, you know, we, we're going to have a. a uh, a DAO, decentralized autonomous organization for the well initiated. Uh, we want to have eventually have a metaverse play. We want to have our own metaverse play that's something that is uniquely uh, not like spend fucking 24 hours a day grinding in front of a, a computer trying to build something. Instead, like you have to go to sleep. <laughs> you need other other members of community to do something. It's not something you're supposed to spend your whole life in. It's actually just an addition to your life. Um, but That's really, radical. yeah, yeah. Like we want it, we want it to be like Second Life, and and I ne I never um, was super into Second Life, but the idea that actually um, it's it's analogous to real life, so that you can't. If, if you're if you're a Bura, if you're one of these characters in a community and you want to build a hut, you probably can't build that on your own, um, or you definitely can't build a big structure on your own. So you need community. So you need to talk to people in real life and say, hey, like, can you come meet me here, or can we go together? Can we form a community and build this village? Because if I do it alone, I'm going to be left to the elements. So actually, bringing real elements of community into um, into the digital space and trying to show people that like if we're going to spend some of our life in there, we should really be thinking about how to do that healthily because we know these fucking toxic ecosystems that are emerging and have already emerged in, uh, in the digital space. And it's something that we need to kind of avoid. What are you, what sure. are you talking about there without? Um, the like, toxic ecosystems. Yeah, are you talking about Facebook and Instagram stuff or are you talking yeah, about? Sure. Yeah. So, so part of, um, what I do with Equal Playing Field in Australia is we're doing a whole, I've got a team of PhD candidates, a few lecturers from Macquarie and from UOW, University of Wollongong, and we're doing a, a harms of social media research project. Essentially, I watched The Social Dilemma. It reminded me of tons of things I already knew. Um, ended up reaching out to Jonathan Haidt, who 
probably would have um, heard on Rogan. Um, you, you, is, it, is he the guy who made it Social Dilemma? I haven't. Uh... No, he's in. He's in the Social Dilemma. He wrote Coddling of the American Mind. I haven't Absolutely. seen it. Yet. I haven't seen Social Dilemma. I've, I've, uh... yeah, yeah, definitely should should hop on. It's stuff you would have already learned about. Um, but just the absolute manipulation of us as humans at the hands of big tech uh, and and specifically how it's harming kids, brutal. It's, it's uh, yeah, a real, real, real issue. So, so looking at that and trying to, like, uh, balance these ideas and try and find a way to do it better is, is, um, is, is really challenging, yeah. So is equal is uh, is the equal playing field um, related to the NFT or what's the, uh, is there a connection? Yeah, so we're we're giving um, some of the uh, uh, profits. So seven point five percent of of everything within the smart contract will always go to EPF. And the idea was really like trying to finally find something that could be, you know, constant income for for the organization. Uh, and also, you know, we, we want to kind of bridge that sort of, again, the digital communities with real life communities. So connect, connecting to actual programs. A lot of NFT projects talk about giving to charity, but yeah, there's. World yeah. Wildlife Fund. Yeah. And, and not every, it's not every charity is a charity. And yeah, that's, <laughs> that's what I mean. Like, yeah. A lot of token stuff. That's, exactly. that's, that's. That's amazing, you know. Like I'm, I'm really excited to hear that. I'll, I'll link um, the podcast that we did about equal playing field and sharing a bit more about your preparation for Kokoda and and all that sort of stuff. Um, yeah, cool. So that people can go back and dive a bit more into what you what you're actually up to there, because I want to stay more NFT focused. Yeah, man. Just because, sure, sure. Um, ask away, man. Any, any. I, I just had a massive rant. So ask no, no, that's, Yeah, yeah, that's a cool. I mean, what you're sharing there is um, about the seven and a half percent going to. The, your life's work um, to make a difference in in life in remote villages in Papua New Guinea is, is like that's brings so much to it. And um, I'm also, you know, I've also made some videos of like how can we use the metaverse for good. Um, so you know, the stuff that you're talking about there is like exactly where my mind's been going with this as well. Um, and I look at like Buckminster Fuller's work in uh, Critical Path. He he spoke about like yeah, we're not going to need everybody to work in the way that they're working now. He wrote it in like the 80s or 90s, maybe even before that, 70s. You're not going to re- need people to work the way they work now. Like we're going to have a lot of robots and a lot of automation and it's just not going to be necessary. So what are people going to do? And his thought was that we would be using a two-way screen, like he called it two-way television, which is kind of what we have, um, to, to be extremely educated and for people to be sitting at home working out how to improve the system. Um, you know, so that kids wouldn't need to go to school, um, but the the two way device would be used to to educate and to kind of optimize life on Earth, and um, you know that's what he expected to happen. Like some of Earl Nightingale stuff as well. Like they, that was the vision for the future, <clears throat> and now we seem to be at this crossroads of like, yeah, that's really possible now. Like where we could have AI based learning um, and the most positive environment, or we could have you know AI based making people feel not so good and just being extremely addicted to stuff that they're not proud of. Um, So, yeah, I mean, this is, this is a huge question. I love, I love that we're able to have this conversation around the social side. Like um, talk to me about building that community. Like it's, it's how, how long have you actually, when, when did this, this start to become real that, you know, something that people could kind of click on and learn about? Um, Sorry, I'm just making sure this doesn't. There it is. My stop charging. Um, yeah, we started work on this like three months ago. Uh, so just started sort of, you know, in the Twitter space most, mostly, you know, just connecting. Obviously, I'm involved with a few different communities, so I kind of connected in with them. Uh, and, you just, you know, you just build a Discord, you build a Twitter. It's, you know, it's tough. It's a tough market now. It's, it really is like everyone jumped into it and it's just so much sameness, so much crap out there. Like, like anything like this, something blows up and everyone wants to, wants to jump on it. Um, but building the community, yeah, it's just about, I guess, sharing what, what it is, you know, like I, I've, I've made a whole screenplay. Um, you know, we have heaps of art, uh, you know, you engage people in, um, 
uh, you know, different uh, content and communication within the Discord. I, I really early on didn't want to be one of these projects that just had people endlessly talking in a Discord. Um, and that can kind of hamper you because, you know, the 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 really kind of manically, um, you know, the, the kind of projects that blow up tend to be the ones that really gain people's attention and use all of the same sorts of techniques that are the issues with big tech. They, they kind of play into those pleasure centres and, and the fear of missing out stuff uh, that I find to be pretty gross. Um, so it's, it is a really interesting, you have to constantly question yourself and how you want to engage um, community, like in what way do you want to market? Um, yeah, so it's, it's, it's pretty... I would say it's extremely challenging right now. This is the most challenging time, I think, to drop NFTs in the in the past year. Um, I, I think, yeah. A lot of new people coming into the like. I know just from my own circle, a lot of people have bought their first NFT in the last month. You know, um, yeah. I think that like the market, as you say, like there's so many spam projects that are just they're not exactly criminal but they're very close to it where they're they're launching ten thousand tokens they're pretending that there's huge interest in it and they're taking people's money and there's nothing behind the project that suggests that it's going to exist three months from now so there's there's so much of that going on that it's difficult for people to tell the difference like what's the difference between your project and and one of them like i know you've already outlined a little bit but like i think it's worth yeah. On this a little bit. I, I did a little vid just yesterday about this actually because what what, what I've noticed in a, in a bunch of different communities is there's this like everyone's started to it's, be, it's come, become really toxic in the last couple of months everyone's started to sort of pause and like stare at uh, uh, like different things that they're in and they're trying to hop on a bunch of different whitelists and they're trying to see what's about to do that feverish run-up and everyone has forgotten what nfts are supposed to be about and it's and it's either about the art or it's about the community or it's about both or it's about whatever that project is and so the little bit i did was just to say like i'm i'm making this because like i get to work with my best friend who's an unbelievable artist he's the, the nfts that he's creating i think are better than anything else out there i'm biased um even if i wasn't biased they're they're better than 99.9 percent um they're just quality fucking amazing just great art um i think we've got the deepest narrative and law of of any nft project i haven't found any that that comes close uh i have i've written fucking eons of of storyline um you know we've got four races we've got the bura the mara the mingieri and the dawar and they've all got uh sorry, their genus, and they've all got classes and races within them. There's all this law um, under this massively grand narrative inspired far too much or not enough by uh, so many mushrooms. Um, and, uh, yeah, look, I, I, I'm, I'm super keen on all of the amazing things that made me fall in love with crypto. I, I actually want the community to guide and own the process so for me it's like what i said yesterday was I, I want everyone to to buy our nfts if you want to buy them as 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 weird as that is to say do you like it do you like the look of it do you like the story like do you want to be part of the community do you like the roadmap then fucking buy it if you want to speculate speculate if, if it looks like a good speculation play then speculate but for me, I buy shit that I want. I always did. I, I've got sewer rats, which a lot of people don't love sewer rats. I saw sewer rats roadmap and I fucking loved it. They're awesome. I'm now really good friends with the rat king. I won't dox him. I keep doxing him by saying his name. Um, he's done this amazing. He uses DeFi so beautifully and seamlessly in what he does. I've taken heaps of inspiration from him. You know, I just like them at the sewer rats. We want to have an artist marketplace where, where the community members can contribute their art inspired by the story, by the screenplay. Um, they can, they can draw scenes. They can um, do derivatives oh. of characters and they can be paid in our token, our, internal ecosystem token not used for speculation but used to push people to be creative and and expand 
the uh, expand our universe. That's the that's sort of the hope. The the big dream that I have. The fucking we just talked about. Um, you know, the the grand narrative that that this falls into, grander than Gyrus itself, is the idea of simulation theory. That if we're going to get deep here. This is where all the the mushrooms come in. But if we take it that you know, virtual reality will become so real that we, it can't be divorced from our own. You know, if we take that as, a, as, as, as truth, if we think that that is probably going to happen, then we have to admit that right now this existence that we're in could very well be just a creation of something else. You know, other people would say that is God, you know, but that is the idea of simulation theory matrix. People have said it in different ways. But I view that as the collective consciousness, as creativity, as God. And in that, I believe that we have the ability with our minds and collectively to create worlds. Gyrus is a world. My, my hope for this, I want, to, I want to see it grow to a point where what the Tao is, and it says this in the launch pad, uh, in the, in the um, light paper, sorry, in the manifesto, is that it becomes a, a values-based Tao and that community members and people from outside can come to us and say, we have a really cool design thesis for a story for, for a different universe that goes off of your universe. It can have a very simple link. It doesn't have to have the same physics, characters or anything, but it, it merely has to have the idea that the collective consciousness is God, that we as communities are God and that we can create complete worlds. And it's only uh, the only limitation is our creativity. And to come back to what you were saying about the world changing and this and this interface, I think more than anything, creativity is humanity. That is like that is what separates us. That is what we are in essence. I think this this ability to I think that's what defines us from the machines. And there's some cool AI uh, art creation out there making a fucking shitload of money for people for sure but i don't think we can ever be done away with because we are creative entities and i think when you are able to when you have the freedom to create it is such a beautiful world and that is what i hope this technology brings so that that's why i love everything in this crypto space because i think if done right it allows us to be the highest form of, of human. It gives us freedom to not worry about the wolf at the door, to create the wolf at the door, the door through other means, through intense exercise, running in fucking mountains. But we have space and time to create these wondrous worlds. And the metaverse allows you to, all those dreams you have in your head, all that creativity, we can now create it with technology. And as, as we go further, it becomes more and more real and more and more immersive. And that's fucking awesome. So that that's what I that's what I hope this turns out as. But what I promise people is that we've got four separate drops of amazing fucking art. It's just it's hot shit. Uh, we want to use any funds that come through to just keep investing in the project and keep building. Because as I said, I I made it. It was for my kids. My my daughter loves it. You know, my son he wrote the. <laughs> They're sliding stuff under the door now. They're outside in the hallway. He came up with the, the name for the king of the Mingieri, Alavard. Um, my daughter, as I said, was such an inspiration in, in the story. I've already got three uh, parts, long, long parts. Um, they, they all find their place in there. Uh, my father's in it. My mother's in it. I've, I've written the, uh, the Bura language. I've written a language for the Bura. I love this. So I'm just going to keep making it. So... If people want to jump in and be involved, fucking sick. If they don't, that's cool too. But I'm going to keep making it with my best mate and it's going to be sick. That's that's what's different. That for me, that's what's different. There's no fucking people people lost the life and the joy of what of what uh decentralization is supposed to be. It's 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 Satoshi. It's it is the greatest yeah. fucking hero story ever told. It is Satoshi. And we and we've lost the We've lost the narrative. We've lost the 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 beautiful uh, uh, the the law 
of of decentralization with all this bullshit talk about tech and everyone wants to get rich and everyone wants this and we forgot that it's like it's the greatest fucking story ever told so good i uh yeah this i love this conversation i love where where you've gone with it and um yeah the the use of nfts to like how do you find something that you just love so much that you want to continue to do it and and then people can choose to to be part of it they can choose to contribute to it they can you know in some in some ways in some of the tokens you know that it can become their income source they can build something that plugs onto the side of it where by them building something amazing, the stronger your community is, the more you can like support them. Like maybe you're going to be able to do um, like hackathons of like adding on to your community, depending on how financial the community is, you know, yeah. like it, the potential for this is, is phenomenal. And whether someone listening is specifically like it may or may not resonate like the, the story and what you're doing, but what I'm pretty sure every human understands is like you're pursuing your mastery and your creativity and that is something that like is, you know, that's the most important message I think that we can share at the moment as you, as you kind of defining humans as the, you know, the creative beings. And then you're going through this mastery process in creating, like that's, you know, there's, there's, that's so, so important, so powerful. Um, I'd like to touch on the greatest story ever told, you know, the, the hero of, uh, of Bitcoin and, and Satoshi, yeah. like, in what way is is it a hero story for you? Because I think we all understand it, you know, slightly differently. Yeah. Um, look for the for the GFC to happen. Like, there's so many many of us that sit here and look at the world and just go, "What the fuck is what 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 is this mass psychosis going on?" We all know. We all know that the world got fucked over by the banking system <laughs> and yet all the all the average people lost a ton of their money and yet they all got bailed out and they all got propped back up and they're all the sweet. Did, yeah. A couple of people got jailed, I think two, you know. I, yeah. Nothing happened to them. Everyone just got super rich again, probably a lot richer than they were because now, now all those folks can just buy the bottom of everything. And, you know, Satoshi pops up, him, they, she, whoever it was, and just says, fucking check this out. Like just, just this little like, little like sneaking into the world to the right people. Look at what I can do. Like this could, this could work, you know. He, he, he wrote the, the guide to completely disrupt the this complex web of power that has emerged naturally over the course of, you know, the rise and fall of civilizations and, and you know, specifically now the last hundred, couple of hundred years. Uh, I just, I, and, and the reason why I think it's the greatest story ever told is because you don't really find too many true heroic stories where, they don't show their face. That's they don't take the money. They create the biggest asset in human history, and they don't take any of it. They give it to the world. That's the modern day Jesus. <laughs> like it is the it is the story. Now, is it because he died? Is it because you know? And there's arguments that there was a little bit pre mined and certain things like that. I, I like. For me, I'm I'm a I'm I'm a believer in the pure form of it, and I just think you know, alive or not, could have could have outed himself, themselves, herself, could have done it at any time, unless they got hit by a bus and that, when they were planning to. And if they did, I'll never know. Uh, I just think that's such a selfless act to not take from uh, such a beautiful gift. Um, yeah, I just and then everything that it became you know there there was no ethereum without bitcoin it just wouldn't have happened and look at what ethereum has become it, it it's the best it's it's bigger it is a it is a more uh it has more impact than than bitcoin in you know as a technology i think at it well it can't because bitcoin was first but i, I think you know what i mean you know it, you can do so much more 
with with yeah. Ethereum and the Ethereum network. Um, but is Ethereum actually good, or does it have all the good people working on it? Because it it opened the door for people to do what they wanted to do, and and now you know it had it had momentum because of that. Like I'm I'm pretty you know I'm pretty new to the to the space and the conversation. I haven't uh, you know haven't really um, gone to the depths, especially on Ethereum. Um, but it's it sort of looks to me like it's phenomenal because the people who've built on it are phenomenal, but the actual thing itself is is kind of holding things back, you know, with the, with the speed and with the fees and like compared to what's happened in the last couple of years, like well, what's your take it, on that? Yeah. Well, I think that is such a behemoth that uh, it's, it, it is the victim of its own success. Like that, that's what's happened. It, it, the, the usage is so high that the gas fees are now at a stage that you can't, that you can't afford it. It's only because of the price of ETH that the, the, the gas fees cost you so much. So yeah. its success has kind of created that. Um, and, I mean, I, I'm, I wrote a massive thread today about why I'm, I'm all multi-chain. Like I, 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 believe in, I believe in it all. You know, some are better than others. Um, Bitcoin's, Bitcoin is amazing and pure for what it is, and I, and I love it. I love it for that. Ethereum, it'll, it'll move into Ethereum 2.0. I think it'll take longer than 2022, like people are talking about. But once it does that, those, those cost um, issues will hopefully go away. Um, I'm, I'm invested in IMX. Ori- originally, we're going to be, that's immutable. Originally, uh, we were going to be launching on immutable, but we couldn't um, tokenize and we couldn't have a DAO on there. Uh, so we we moved ended up moving to Solana, um, you know true layer twos using um, uh, what's called zk rollups for for those who don't know basically they do this kind of batch transaction where the cost can be you know hundreds of thousands times cheaper you know they they can they can do everything uh, they have the security of Ethereum but the gas fees are, are super super low. This is amazing technology, and even Vitalik has said that like that is the future of Ethereum is zk rollups. Even Polygon, which is not a layer two, it's actually a side chain, uh, doesn't have the same security as Ethereum, although many people think it does. It now has acquired a bunch of um, technologies, in- including um, zk rollup technology, and it will integrate that eventually. Those are they're big players. Um, that that will emerge as they as they grow as something to be like. I think they will kill Ethereum in a way because, you know, they will do what Ethereum now can't unless Ethereum 2.0 allows people to, you know, democratises it again because of its its low cost. You've got something like Avalanche, which, again, I'm kind of invested in that ecosystem, but um, uh, fees on Avalanche are, are quite high now uh, because of usage. Same problem. They didn't learn from Ethereum. They just kind of... Almost copy and pasted, like uh, like has been done elsewhere. Uh, Binance again. I've tons of ton of stuff with Binance Smart Chain. Super super cheap, um, but it's it's a bit of a like a no frills. Um, it's like your your cheap supermarket. Uh, a lot of dodgy stuff going on over there. Uh, you know, there's, but there's a lot of a, a lot of great options. Where was Solana? Because it's like a a, a different type of technology. You know, there's questions around its security, but I actually think that the security is quite strong and it's still quite new. So it's it's uh, it's you know learning all the time, uh, and it's it's doing amazing shit. It's backed by um, FTX and Sam Bankman-Fried, who's another one of these fucking wizards. Um, but what you said about people, I think that is important though, because you think about what do you want to invest in. You actually you actually want to invest in people. I think um, technology is important, but you want to look at the people at the top and be like, well, I believe you're going to do some good shit and you might not always do the best, but you're going to steer things in the right direction. And if you listen to Vitalik and the way that he speaks, he, he says like ZK roll-ups are the answer to, to scaling Ethereum. You know, that he's talking about essentially competitors, I guess, you know, they're on the Ethereum network, but that, you know, they're, they're, um, that's something else than 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 base layer um, Ethereum. So, yeah, I think I think what Ethereum is unfortunately, um, you know, 
Ethereum, for, for better and for worse, you know, brought capitalism to crypto. <laughs> you know, it, it brought the markets. You know, uh, yes, people were trading with Bitcoin, but it was that beautifully kind of no one owned it. Uh, and Ethereum does that as well as decentralized. But I think, um, you know, you still kind of, you got the Ethereum foundation, you sort of, everyone when they start has to be inherently less decentralized than what Bitcoin has become. Um, yeah. So look, I, I think, I think Ethereum's great, but I believe, I know you're, you're big on um, Theta. So am I invested. Um, I'm, I'm so spread. Uh, just because if I like if I like the technology, I'll jump in. A lot of my plays, um, I, I can't have a split strategy. I have some plays based purely on um, uh, uh, TA, and then I and then a bunch that are for me like fundamental plays. When I look at it, and I think that's going to do well, that has a good use case. Um, if I if I miss if I don't pick the top of this or, or get out at a good time and it goes down, I think it's going to be okay next run. Not a bad thing to have in the wallet. You know, I think that's, you can always feel a little bit better when it comes to, uh, I think, certain projects if you have that feeling. Like Ada, I, I, I jumped in on um, Cardano at four cents originally. Um, Me too. Yeah. That was, when I, that was when I first got in. So we must have been pretty similar. We'll probably... <laughs> Chatting at those times, maybe. And I, I only, I only put, um, I only put like a couple of hundred bucks, um, in it. I actually, how, how I made that call is, I got into Bitcoin. And I was like, I did a Google search, what right. are the best? And it popped up. I was like, fuck it, put a little bit in that. And then I went and learned about it, and I, and I put a ton in. It's, it's pretty much my biggest, uh, probably my biggest bag, one of my biggest bags, um, at, at sort of twenty cents, twenty five cents, um. Because that's something that it ran up to $3, probably should have sold some more up there. It's come all the way down. But I know that it's here. It's here for the next run. If it has topped out and, and it's not going to retrace or whatever, I still know that next run it's going to be fine. So, um, yeah, so I kind of I split myself in that way. I, I think if you, if you believe in, in assets like that, it, it, it becomes easier. And then, of course, you have your trading plays and, you listen to who you listen to. Some will be wrong. Some will be right. Yeah, the Cardano definitely has a strong, strong community, and you know, big infrastructure and and all those sorts of things. Um, yeah, it's yeah, it's, there's so much, so much to look at, so much to learn. I I sort of made the decision to not keep going much deeper, and it wasn't really till NFTs that it sort of brought my attention back to it. Like I, I sort of made took some positions and decided, okay, focus on business and so I can, you know, play a bigger game. But then the NFT play, you know, brought me back in, but it wasn't really until Theta launched their secret pineapple society that I got it. Like I was just buying all these crappy little NFTs on, on Theta, like Theta Zillas for like five bucks. I mean, maybe they're not crappy. I shouldn't say that, but you know, maybe they'll end up being good if the, if the network does something and you know, if it goes where we think it might. Um, but the, the secret pineapple society was like, Oh, these are these are pretty cool. Like these are really capturing people's hearts and minds. Like they launched for two hundred bucks, and then they pretty much instantly went to two thousand or a thousand. You know, and, um, and so, I, and then we started a Telegram group around it. Like I told the guys, oh, like I just just made like you know a couple of grand on this. Like instantly, I think this I think this is going to be a big thing for Theta. Like I sort of I've seen them in the Theta white paper. They said that you know NFTs are like the their key growth strategy for for sort of 2021, 2022, and they hadn't really done anything that was suggesting that they were that was going to be successful for them. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, this this might be this might be the thing that they're really going to like put some put some bank behind kind of thing. It's not run by Theta, but yeah, um, it kind of felt like that to me. Of like, this is their play. Yeah. Um, and so I bought I bought you know I bought one, and, and then other the other guys started buying them. We we're all chatting about it, and then. Um, I ended up like I, I bought this thirty thousand dollar one because I was like I kind of had it in my mind of like well you know I think Theta is going to be big and um, I bought the one that looked most Theta to me and it was like it's a Squid Games um, yeah. NFT and I didn't even know what Squid Games was so um, it just looked really Theta to me and and so I, I bought it it was one of the custom ones 
And there were a few other purchases already above that. And I was like, this is, you know, now I get it. And I could see the energy. So we started a telegram group around it just with like my buddies who were all buying them. And then I added like two other guys from somewhere else. Um, I can't even remember how. And then they started adding their friends who were like all Theta crew. And now there's like 200 of us in there. And I'm like, oh, I get this now. Like, and people want to help each other out. They want to jump on calls. They want to collaborate on projects. They want to meet up for holidays. Yeah. Like what you're talking about of like the, the the beauty of NFTs and stuff. Like, I think I've just experienced that in, and maybe because Theta is like, you know, a smaller community and they didn't really have any good NF, like any yeah. you know big NFTs to rally around. But I've just experienced like the power of an NFT community. And it's real. It's real as anything. Like when these people like that, they're like, yeah, like, you know, there's a guy that works in international marketing. He's had a bunch of success. He's like, I want to talk to you about your project, man, because I think this is really cool. And I can see these corporate partnerships and like, can we have a conversation? I'm like, hell yeah. Like, and, and, and that's, that's real. Like that is real as anything gets. Um, and it's because we have the same NFT and we've, you know, that shows that we've got some vision and, and because I made that 30 K play, people will look at it and go, well, he put, he had $30,000 to put into that. Like mm-hmm. it or love it. Like that, that tells you something about, yep. you know, level of commitment, um, having some level of success in, in other areas of life or being batshit crazy and, you know, accessing yeah. credit or who knows, but yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. Which way, like you're, um, you know, it, it does speak like it's, and you know, I still get people messaging me um, and it's good because it's, it's, it's a good question to ask, but like, you know, why, why, like, why is this any good? Like the, surely these are just like, there's nothing to it. Like it's just a JPEG. Like, what are you doing? But the social dynamic makes it like, you know, so much, so much different to that. Um, the, uh, the DAO and the tokenizing, like when you, when you said, oh yeah, we wanted to do it on, uh, was it called immutable? But you, but you ended up, so talk to us about the details of the, like how it's been to actually get that technical stuff off the ground with the development side, the developer side of tokenizing yeah. it. So, um, I mean, that, that, that all happens post, you know, you, you got to, um, the, the community will be tokenized, you know, everyone will have airdropped um, gyrus token. Uh, so it's really not too difficult to, to, tokenize your your ecosystem if you have the right chain like like airdropping a, a token especially used um internally uh yeah. is, is really quite really quite simple you I actually did that first as well I, I did that before i thought about launching my own nft i, I yeah. made a token and dropped it to my guys we haven't done much with it yet because yeah i think that we kind of got it backwards but yeah it's yeah. it's it's pretty simple to do on the uh, on the theta it's thing all, it's all it's experimenting you know um but yeah so and and then it becomes a little a little bit more challenging it just takes investment when you when you have a liquidity pair so when you when you want to pair it with a um yeah. you know whether it's eth or whatever uh like it might be theta wherever you so us you know sol uh then you have to you know, you, you need to have had capital within the ecosystem to be able to do that, and then it can be traded um, outside. That doesn't need to be your first step. You can keep it internal to start with, and then you and then you um, uh, then you you know create a um, uh, liquidity pool. So can we talk a bit about that because I, uh, I I did that. Like I so I yeah. started mine, and then I looked at liquidity, and then I couldn't really get my head around it because if I priced it at like a decent price, then I could see how my pool was just going to get drained straight away because they hadn't really built value around the token yet. Um, yeah, well, that's, so that's, that's the problem. It's the game, like, isn't it? You, yeah. you, you can't to, really. You need to kind of, yeah. You, you need to sort of um, make sure that there's, there's the value in there. Um, I, I'm not a tokenomics expert, so I, I you know, I, I've learned a lot over the years, but again, like, I, I've got a, a guy who I'm, I'm really keen to, to bring on to, to do the tokenomics um, consulting. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll hook you up. He's, it, it was, I almost got him pre beforehand. Um, there's only so much you, uh, you can invest before you've um, sort of brought the whole fam along. Um, and then as for the DAO, the DAO is a little bit more complicated because it, it's, it's a new process. So, um, you know, there's a, there's a, a guy who I reached out quite a, uh, a while back from um, a Rarible uh, and the Rarible DAO, and he was awesome. There's, there's so many, like, extremely talented people around that if you just keep asking questions and 
you know, they offer support. Some people will say, oh, like, they'll, they'll want money. Other people just like, oh, I can push you in the right direction. So if you have a good blockchain dev, so we've got Saba. He's a young guy from Estonia. Um, he, he's awesome, just a legendary dude. Um, and he doesn't have experience with DAOs, but he has. He, he's a blockchain dev. Um, and then we've got awesome friends in other communities, uh, like the team at Sewer Rats who have a DAO. Um, plenty of NFT communities have DAOs. So ours will be a, like every DAO has to be created differently. Um, and you guys could utilize um, a DAO already um, or, or at least play in a DAO-like structure. Hey, kids. Um, uh, already without it being fully on chain. Like you, 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 can, you can start playing with it, just learning and just like making some decisions together as a community. Um, like with with your crew, you can start yep. playing with it already. Uh, I just I just I love that because it is you know again the DAO is the future of community governance. You can still set it up so that you have like a transition process where you have essentially you might say oh I'm going to give all my voting power to this person and there might only be you know there might be a, essentially was a board of directors that that put their voting weight into certain things, but. You, you put up a proposal um, and each DAO has different rules. Some DAOs are anyone can put a proposal. Some DAOs are you need to put down X amount of whatever the currency is, whatever it is. Um, no, yep. you can't just keep putting it up. And then people have to vote on what's best for them. And the beauty about that is um, the hard thing as a founder is that, like, you might have some decisions taken out of your hands that you might not think are the great, greatest ideas, but that's also, like, as a leader, part of, like building better communities and building better people is actually like if it does fuck up, letting it fuck up, um, having your voice be heard but not agreed with, you know, um, that's kind of an important part of the process as well. You can emphatically be against something, um, but if they choose um, against it, that is the power that you're giving to the DAO. Um, so when you endow the DAO with, with um, uh power you need to kind of think about that do you want to give them complete control of the community do you want it to be something else for us we want to give stewardship over the over the multiverse but um i've got this like i've I thought about this so much this this interesting um thought process that you have and it's almost it's analogous to like uh, communism and 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 uh capitalism you know if you if i was to say the community gets complete um, uh, intellectual property over over the gyrus story. Um, then I'm not as I don't think artists are as motivated to do the thing that is theirs, you know, to do the the the, the thing that is theirs. But if you set up a structure where other people can come with value and they can be paid and get value for that, can you turn that off, please, guys? Sorry, man. <laughs> I can't hear it, but yeah. Oh, they just turned on the air conditioner. You would have heard it. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. uh, I've lost my I lost my spot. Um, the um, yeah. people contributing to the yeah. Yeah, you you should get rewarded for your effort. If everyone gets rewarded equally for your effort, then what you get is a state of communism. Uh, which notoriously works out really shit for everyone because no one yeah. is motivated to do work. So finding the balance between um, democratizing decision-making but also rewarding value is like where we want to get to as a society and the DAO allows us to do that in a microcosm. Again, why I'm so excited about DAOs. So this project for me is trying to bring about all of these things, wildly ambitious, trying to do so many things. Um, but it's it's uh, I, it, you know, this is the future. And I think it is, is you guys like getting out there, trying stuff, failing, learning, doing whatever that like all of us doing these things that, that moves the space forward. Um, I mean, the, the, the whole, when I was a kid, I wanted to be a filmmaker. That's kind of where actually this really came from. I wanted to be a filmmaker. I watched films all the time. Um, I always write. I've been a creative for, for, for a long time. Um, so this screenplay was kind of about that for me. It's it's I, I want to make something. So we're we're funding the screenplay um, uh, to be either a pilot or or a short. We're gonna we're gonna make something 
um, with a team that we can then further market, that we can pitch to um, streaming services, to production houses, studios. Um, like we want to build the story. We, we want the community to write off the back of story but then be its own entity creating uh, this, this beautiful thing together. The, the best case for this is, is like so big. I mean, that's, the, that's kind of the thing of NFTs, right? Like it's like if this goes to plan, if the token value is X, you know, mm. then everything is possible, right? Like that's the, the upside is just so, so huge. The, the upside is, is almost endless and we've, we've seen that. Speaking generally, not not speaking um, specifically uh, of of mine, but I've I've certainly thought of of that sort of infinite. You know, in my head, in my head, I see a future of a of a community funded uh, Marvel Studios. You know, I where where we don't have this bullshit. Uh, uh, you know, Disney buying fucking Star Wars and just running out everything that they can you know turning into the the woke mafia and taking creativity from the creatives and making it some kind of plastic uh you know repurposed thing you know taking the essence out of brilliant creativity with corporate fucking greed that is where media has gone that is where the greatest stories ever told have gone and in my head i'm like the people should own this shit let the people decide like where the what the next universe is let them decide like let collaborative creativity and creators be the owners of of these immersive worlds don't let non-creatives come in and dictate what what becomes the next part of the story i can't fucking it is the it is the new um era of what we've heard like uh people talk about rogan and others talk about how the producers sit sit at the table and say ah oh, we're going to change this we're going to change this we're going to change this um yeah it's endless man all this is endless it's fucking exciting keeps me up way too way too late all the time yeah i'm, I'm i was so glad to see that you were that you were doing it like i, I had no idea I'm not, I'm not even sure how i think we just popped up on telegram because i started the real moment thing again somehow yeah we uh, yeah i I just it popped up. I only I was um, had some um, marketing being done by a, a, a marketing crew, um, and they used Telegram. Yeah, <laughs> and um, they used Telegram, and so I like hopped in there. And I've got like a billion things from when I've used it last time. I try and yeah. stay off it, and then you or someone just popped up and said NFTs. And I was like, Oh, King's talking about NFTs, and I was like, Oi, hey guys, <laughs> I'm doing one. So, hey, just coincidence, and it's like literally, yeah. <clears throat> I've just started looking at it, and what, so when when does yours launch? So we're doing um, uh, four separate drops. So the first one yeah, is on yeah. the 21st of December, the twenty second, the morning of the twenty second for Australia, um, and that'll be our that'll be our first, and then everyone gets kind of Super priority fun. access for the other three. So the Bora, if you hop on um, Gyrus um, NFT G. Y-R-I-S underscore NFT on Twitter, you'll see the Bora, which are um, these big motherfuckers. Um, they're, they're our first uh, first cab off the rank. And you'll also see the Mara, which are, um, you know, they, they link to the Mycelium network. They're kind of like, uh, they're, they're sort of these uh, fungus-like uh, creatures that are servant of the sea. Um, Gamori, they have this real deep connection with the Bora and, um, they're again a completely unique uh, genus themselves. They'll be the next one, and then we have the Mingieri uh, and the Darwar. Um, we'll have like examples of all four before the launch of the first. Uh, but the idea is we wanted to step it out, uh, give people, you know, time to to digest and enjoy, and make sure that every drop is is solid. Um, yeah, and to the so, fucking moon or to the ground, man, whatever. What's the uh, yeah? What's what's the price on the mint? Uh, one point five sol, uh, which today, today is I think sol's at about one sixty five at the moment. Um, yep. So a couple uh, hundred bucks, two forty yeah, or something. Yeah, hundred or something. Yeah. Um, yeah. How many? Yes. 
There's um for this for this drop, there's 2,735. So in the entire Genesis collection of the four, there's four times two, seven, three, five. Um uh, but uh, but so there's smallish um for each drop. And uh yeah, 10,940, which is a uh, Fibonacci number. Fibonacci numbers are kind of feature all the way through the story. So it's it's um yeah, that strange number for a reason. Yeah, very cool. Um, and how, yeah, so is it, are you are you whitelisting and what's the what's the pre minting yeah. process? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. If 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 you've got some peeps that want to jump on, I'll um we could talk about a little um yeah a couple. Of yeah, I don't I don't know. I'm just curious also of how you're doing yeah. it. You know, like the, the, the <laughs> yeah. more than likely will be. I'd say based on what yeah. you've experienced, yeah. the um, heat of the space and all that. But yeah. um. We've um yeah we're doing a we're doing a whitelist so we've got um a couple of a, a little um community collabs so um I actually I, I did some anthems for Rumble Kongs and for Sewer Rats um so this this is the power of communities right so as you said you get in these communities you see like the vibe of it I did like pretend did all the voices for rats these sewer rats um and like did an anthem with my producer um, yeah did it for them same with same with rumble kong so use kind of those um as a as a as a way to provide value and then also offer some of those community members um whitelist spots so there's a sewer rats whitelist there's a um a rumble kong's whitelist and there's a um a, a gyrus whitelist and people got whitelisted by you know inviting people into the community uh being active different yep. things like that you know rewarding people for their sort of service i guess yeah, yeah, that, 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 that's cool. Um, so, yeah, are you looking to are you looking to like sell them? Like, how many are you going to sell on the whitelist? Uh, to be honest, what we've been doing is doing like Google Forms and just seeing what people want to buy. The majority of people want to buy. Uh, we only did like one to five. We kind of, yeah, you know, didn't want to allow unlimited. Um, and most people are going for like three, four, and five. I think the majority is actually five, which is nice but you you never know what people are going to do come mint day you know we no, could, yeah. the, the the um the world could crash the shit so um so that's what we're doing and then as we get closer and and we're kind of counting those numbers we'll decide where you know whether we cap that um yeah so that's that's the process and then it'll go to um public mint and then people can mint as many as they as they bloody well want how yeah so how long before um the public minting are you going to do the it, it, it'll be, be short yeah there'll be there'll be a short window so there'll be pre-sale um it, it'll be same day in australia um yeah uh, like six eight hours or 12 hours or something something like that i don't have the the final details yeah. on that i've got a um we've got our our, our dev kind of working sort yeah. of feverishly to manage all that the whitelisting um process through solana is is not as common as ethereum so it's a whole new yeah. um set of things he's uh, he's a solidity dev so he's ethereum dev and solidity uh, you know is the language across a bunch of um different um uh, chains but um solana uses rust but solana rust is c plus plus language he's a c plus plus coder so um he can do both but in terms of having done projects on solana this is his first solana project so there's a few um of those little things that uh, are being worked out. So I'll let the community know kind of when public is after that. After we work. Last out. question. I'm I'm uh, yep. jumping onto it with another right, fantastic man. Adam, who's also a uh, NFT enthusiast. Yeah, um, in in a, in a second, but um, is is there collab land or um, login? Have you, have you looked at like uh, actual utility of the token in terms of user experience stuff on Solana? Um, so I don't, I don't get what you mean by the, the um, so Color Blend is like a plugin for Discord from uh, it works for Ethereum where like yeah. you get access within the Discord based on holding the NFT in your wallet. Yeah, so there's a there's an equivalent. I, okay, I get your question. Yeah, so there's an equivalent. I can't remember the name of it. Uh, yeah. I was looking at it the other day. Yeah, so it's a, so again, you you know you marry up your um, uh, yep. Discord with your with your wallet. I can't remember yeah. what it's called. Yeah, yeah, that doesn't matter about the name, but I was just wondering yeah. if you. Yeah, yeah. yeah, look, and Solana does some, like in terms of uh, uh, user experience, does 
apps and things a lot better than Ethereum. Um, like that Phantom Wallet, like you can actually see all your NFTs in the wallet. You can you can buy um, fiat. You can buy it um, sold directly with fiat through your wallet. Like you don't have to do this whole get it yeah. transfer it in. Um, it's, it really has done some pretty special stuff. Um, Again, it's like it's emerging, but it's other than Ethereum, it's the it's the big dog in town. You know, it's the yeah. second it's the second ecosystem for um, NFTs yep. uh, or, or new projects anyway. Um, Polygon is obviously huge because it's got taking sandbox now, but Polygon doesn't really launch NFTs. It takes on massive projects. So, yeah.